Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Don't be ridiculous. Welcome, friends, to Perfect Stranger Things, a weekly dance of joy for your eardrums. I'm your host, Anthony. Today, Steve and I take a break from our usual rewatch coverage to do a Vecna check-in, because Steve and I have both watched the first seven episodes of Stranger Things Season 4. We thought we'd take each other's temperature on how we're feeling about the season as a whole, it's just a short conversation. We will, of course, return to our rewatch coverage in short order. We're calling this the Vecna check-in. If you're worried about spoilers, yes, indeed, we will spoil a few things through episode seven. But next we get together, we will have watched only the first two episodes. All right, here is comic Steve Osborne. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Hello. Are you under a waterfall? Oh, let me unplug that. (laughs) Everything's got to be just so with Goldilocks and his podcast. (laughs) Um, Steve, I thought we could just mark the moment here. We both watched episode seven and thought maybe just take a few minutes just to kind of touch base, see where we're at. And then thereafter, we can continue to sort of bleed out our rewatch podcasts. Okay. First of all, you you were at Punchline last night, San Francisco Punchline. Just uh, want to know how that went. No, really well. It was part of the All Stars of Comedy uh, showcase, so that was fun. You were, you were one of the All Stars. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know how these things are decided. Was there a fan vote? I was not consulted on any of this. <laughs> I don't know what the criteria is. I mean, typically you have to be passed as a comic there, like whether it's a host or a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's part of the criteria. And then, uh, you know, what they say in sports oftentimes, um, the best ability is availability. <laughs> I was available. Very, very nice. Very nice. So I, I'm assuming you're recovered from your illness. Off the uh, IR, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm recovered enough. And, um, you know, I mean, it, looking at the lineup, I'm like, ah, if I get those guys sick, it's fine. What? <laughs> uh, new material? Any, any, uh, anything you're trying out? I mean, no. I mean, there's new-ish material. Um, you know, probably 
you know, a few months old, I guess. That's in there. And then some some classics, uh, some new tags. At some point, at some point, you all are going to have to stop using COVID as an excuse for not coming up with something new here. Um, bro, we do jokes until we're famous. We'll do the same jokes. <laughs> and and even then, and yeah. even then. <laughs> this is one of the things that gets, you know, I think a lot of comics in trouble, right? Like, they're like, you know, well, I got to have new jokes because, you know, everybody's heard my jokes. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert, nobody's heard your jokes, <laughs> right? I mean, like, yeah, people heard your jokes on a Tuesday night at Punchline, but, um, I don't know if those people are coming to see you again or if they're going to remember your jokes. All that. So you gotta, you... Maybe they were drunk. Maybe they yeah. were in the bathroom. Maybe they were drunk and in the bathroom. And also, maybe they liked those jokes. Oftentimes, your newest isn't necessarily your best. And if you're going to do a show, say, at a club, you know, you might want to do your best because these people are paying. They, they may be from out of town. There's, all, there's a variety of things that would suggest that they may not have heard you before. And if they have heard you before, they might still want to hear your best jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. You write a bunch of books. <laughs> you can't just keep writing the same book over and over again. Well, that, you can. Uh, a lot of people do. Well, uh, there's four Gospels. <laughs> you just... just sort of tweak it. Just sort of sort of take the same story and change it a little bit. Sort of like how Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 took some liberties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I'd like to uh, touch base on uh, on Stranger Things, Steve. I want to just get your general feel on this. How are you feeling about this season? Um, it certainly feels like the end, right? I mean, one thing I think we've seen with, like, say, say movies, like maybe trilogies or a series of certain, like, when it gets towards the end, you you kind of get the kitchen sink, right? I mean, anything sure. that may anything that may have been sort of earmarked for, well, maybe we'll do this in another season or we'll do this on a side thing. You know, yeah, any go, oh. idea that seems to work, we're throwing it in. Right. So so you get you get longer, ep- and which I appreciate. They did longer episodes because um, I'm kind of in the, give me more, you know, give me more. Um, there is maybe some more that I was like, oh, well, maybe, maybe not that part of the more. Um, but it, it's uh, so so. It does feel like you're getting a little bit of everything. Um, I, I I like that they're mixing up the the cast. You know how you sort of mm-hmm. mix and match a little bit. Maybe maybe if since it's the end, and I know we have another volume coming. I don't know how many episodes. I think like two maybe. Um, well, they could still do that. And I do want to talk a little bit about the give me more part of it. But before I do that, are you liking it? Are you are you digging this season? Yeah, I am. I am too. I'm really liking the whole vibe, and there's a couple little quibbles that I, that I have. Otherwise, I just I'm really impressed. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm a little surprised at how much I like it. To be honest, I'm almost thinking because I was talking to another Stranger Things fan, and he's he's like, I think this may be my favorite season. I think it'd be pretty hard to supplant season one. Right. But I've been really impressed with the, the their ability to sort of capture those early vibes, uh, but you know, really use the really use the budget that they have to put put a really amazing product. I, maybe maybe it is better. Maybe I have nostalgia of nostalgia, right? Uh, but it does feel, and this kind of goes back to your sort of your idea give me more i was wondering 
if you ever got the sense that this season's a bit bloated. Um, yeah. Because the episodes are longer and there are, there's more characters and there's more geography to cover and sure. just curious. I'm not real sure how much of Susie's house I needed. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, I was really cuz I was thinking that's that's the house I grew up in. It's a little bit they're a little bit wealthier than my family, but that was yeah. the feeling of a house with a lot of kids. That was that was my experience sure. growing up. Yeah, I mean I, I guess it's I mean, you know, it's all helpful to 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 get to where they need to get to, right? Um, you know, the, everyone's you know, every everything's leading theoretically to get everyone back to Hawkins, right? So that's just, mm-hmm. this is the journey we take. Um I I could probably watch Hopper get beat up less. <laughs> That's the part I was wondering. I yeah, was, I uh, mean, Mur- Murray ahead. goes a long way to make that narrative a little bit more palatable. Mm-hmm. Because it is, it's like it, it feels like there's. I'm getting to the point now where I'm just like, just get him out. You know what I mean? It's like it doesn't have the same like like every every other bit of the storytelling has like another internal tension in it. And maybe mm-hmm. I'm just, if maybe this one just sort of feels redundant to me. It is a little bit difficult to see how this ties in, even with the Susie's, the Susie house plot. Mm-hmm. You're, you're like, okay, now they need, they need a hacker so that they got to go get themselves a hacker. They got to go get themselves Ali Sheedy. Right. Uh, yeah, very Alley Sheedy. <laughs> very Alley Sheedy. They got to go get those, and then of course you have to return. You have to have your main characters return to Hawkins with those new powers. But it's hard to imagine what the whole Hopper plot is going to do for Hawkins, right? Other than just get him back. Yeah. How is that experience in a Soviet prison? going to improve his ability to help the plot in Hawkins. Right, and that's a concern that I have, is just that it's like, what what, what have we seen so far that he's been able to acquire other than peanut butter? In the same way that the uh, the parameters of the season are a bit bloated, <laughs> I think that Hopper is somehow immune to starvation. <laughs> or a little peanut butter goes an awful long way. <laughs> That's right. Because I mean, he's given up his food at one point. You're like, hmm. that's right. Well, maybe that's because he's got a stash of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. I do have one quibble here, and I almost feel a little bit odd bringing it up, given how much I, I've enjoyed this season. But I'm having trouble with the Vecna origin story. Mm. I was kind of all in on the mad scientists experimenting on children with psychotropic stuff to make them, you know, telekinetic. And then, of course, something goes wrong and they, they open up a portal, right? That, that, was right. The, that was the Stranger Things origin story. And I thought it was pretty nice. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now you've introduced this... What I'm interpreting as something of a mutant. So really, you go back to 1959, and there's a little boy who loves spiders, and he happens to have powers. And so this all goes back to a kid that is not a science experiment, a kid who just has special abilities. And now I feel like, am I watching an X-Men movie? This is your midichlorian moment. 
this is my midichlorian moment. I yes, thank you for that. So I don't know, maybe you can help me with this. I don't know that I can, um, because I'm wrestling with this as well. Like I had, like when I'm watching it, and this is what I think they do a really good job of is like you really can get so engrossed in it that you're, you're like, oh, okay, well, there's that's why he, you know, because I remember kind of making note that like, okay, the boy didn't die. The father didn't die, but the boy went into mm-hmm. a coma, right? So, so that sure. I put a little pin in that because I'm like, there's something about that that's a little different. And then, as uh, the like the, the the nurse or whatever, he mm-hmm. starts to sort of once they got into the boiler room, I'm like, oh, I think I know what's going on because I mean, it, so much, sure. so much Nightmare on Elm Street DNA in this to the point where they almost tell you, and I'm like, all right, settle down, we get it. Um, yeah, right. You know, you've you've given us Robert England. <laughs> you don't need to now reference yeah. Nightmare that's on right. Elm Street for those in the back. <laughs> so, uh, so that's fine. But I mean, I so I was so I'm like I was captivated somewhat by the ah, here's it all tying together. But then once it ties, you're like, oh, okay, so what? <laughs> you know? Yes. Well, it creates a new question, right? Well, then where do you come from? Like to your point, like is he a mutant? Is he this? And then, yeah. and now I'm asking that question instead of kind of settling in. And this is where we were with our eight minute preview, right? I mean, we kind of were like, okay, well, now I'm going to be real. And I'm so focused, maybe on on mm-hmm. how how they did they retcon L story. So that's kind of nice. That okay, so now we know that where that eight minute fits in, and 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 how it fits into what we know or uh-huh. what we knew going in. Yeah. So that was that was a relief. But then it just seems like it's substituted now, right? Because now it created a new, like your origin story that you thought that we were all just sort of operating on and there was really no need to go much further, now has a new origin story. It's a new uh, origin but, story. And, and we may not get it, right? Like there's a, I get yeah. a sense that the mission now is to, is to beat Vecna, um, not explain Vecna. And I don't know if I want an explanation of Vecna. Sure. Because I've already yeah. got an explanation that I wasn't crazy about. Or not, or just don't know what to do with. Well, okay. So, my sense is here, and I had to go back and rewatch it to make sure that I understood what was happening. My sense is that Brenner comes on the scene because this kid has special abilities. He's going to subdue the special abilities, but then try to duplicate him in these other children. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I feel like I'm going to need some plausible explanation for why this kid has powers in the first place. Right. And if they can't if they don't deliver that, I think that there's a fly in the ointment. I think this is a really fantastic season and if this is the conclusion, I, I I'm gonna be pretty satisfied with it, but there's going to be that little fly in the ointment that makes me wonder, mm-hmm. like, wow, they just really messed with something that was pretty perfect. Yeah, unless this it's just uh, giving us an opportunity for a spinoff, like a Better Call Vecna or something, where you've got <laughs> you've got like now you're gonna get a little bit more of that story mm-hmm. until it eventually leads to the the fateful day in the in the house. Mm-hmm. And I, I think for me, too, like the biggest bummer for, is just how like that exposition goes on for a long time. Right. That's, that's and it does. and you watched it twice and I'll probably rewatch it again just for good measure. But it does definitely like I'm like, you're going to land this plane. I mean, 
I'm with you. It's you a know? little weird. I'll be honest. It's a little weird because I'm not sure if I'm viewing this from Nancy's perspective because she's in every scene. Right. She's like in the house watching this past this 1959 cosplay or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you're getting the voiceover of one talking to eleven, you know, via his own little monologue. Mm-hmm. But then that's inside the whole Nina machine. Right. So I'm not sure whose perspective I, I'm I'm viewing here. Yeah, the Nina machine gave me a little confusion, too. I'm like, what of these tapes, what does it show? Everything? Uh-huh. If it's everything, then just give her a VCR and have her go sit down. I mean, I don't know. I mean, just, like, does she need to float for it? <laughs> Well, anyway, they've got, they've got some questions to wrap up, for me at least. Right, and then so, you know, just like the eight minutes gave us some concern, and those mm-hmm. concerns were, were essentially washed away. Again, this, like I said, replaced. Um, you do set, and, and I, what, there are only two episodes, am I right? Is there only two more? Do we know? I think there's only two more. And I'm, I'm assuming they're going to be on the longer side. Right. Right. I mean, it'll probably, they'll probably be in the, I'm guessing, the hour 20 range, right? So here we go, and Hopper's still in Russia. (laughs) (laughs) The Russia thing is just, I don't, how much, my concern is, well, because he's still in Russia, we're going to spend a lot more time in Russia in the next episode. And I'm like, can we, can we not? Is there a way we can not? Well, yeah, and I'm a little bit less concerned about that. My sense is that... The Russia thing is there just to remove the adults from the equation. Sure. Okay. So that, that makes Hawkins sense. can be a full Scooby Doo experience. But and man, did it go full Scooby Doo in the Upside Down or what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. You had them all. You had the whole Scooby Doo gang there. It was the whole Scooby Doo gang for sure. Yeah. It was pretty great. I was all about it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was, I was pretty happy with all that. I just, and I feel like I should have learned to trust the Duffer brothers at this point, but I am a little bit worried. Like, are you going to make this origin story fit within the Stranger Things world or not? Yeah. My biggest question is why? Like, so that's where I'm, this is where the trust I think has to really be put in there. And I'm, I'm, but this is where I get a little bit you know, a little uneasy because it's like, what advantage is there an advantage to this being basically Elle's origin story now? Mm-hmm. Like, what about that is is better, right? And I don't know, and I don't know if maybe there's something, something about like a, a bigger messaging here that just says rather than being something that was manufactured, it's just something that is, and maybe there's a a, a bigger, you know, maybe even allegorical message about you know. Basically, well, you've we gone are, from are, science. If if that's the case, then you've gone from sci-fi to magic, right? Mm-hmm. In the same way that Star Wars went from magic to sci-fi, with or at least tried to do it with the movie. Right. Well, and the other option being to be if this is you know as sci-fi works is like okay, like she's wrestling with the idea of like am I a, am I a superhero? Am I a monster? Um, the idea of how you know. We are, we may be born a certain way and society may want us to do certain things with that, whether it's 
to stifle it, whether it's to use it for good, bad, whatever. Like there may be more to it, you know, so that might be worth unpacking. I do wonder, is she going to be given the option to, to put the chip in so she can live, live, you know, live a normal life? Uh, hmm. you know, hmm. if, there, if there's, there's, cause that seems like an interesting element that was introduced, right? The chip is definitely an, and it, it made me wonder like, why was, why did it take L to get rid of the chip? Like mm-hmm. what, what, <laughs> what is it but about this chip that requires cut it out? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's just squeamish. He likes, he likes spiders, but he's pretty squeamish when it comes to his own <laughs> You ever blood. see a spider cut itself? No, me neither. <laughs> and also it and also Vecna is now a a, a person. It does right? explain That's, why he's humanoid, right? So that right. that was an early concern, right? So. Cuz that was yeah, cuz we didn't but then so then the question is is so that was was the upside down devoid of any uh, any mission was it just sort of this like hellscape with with no with no purpose, just an alternate version, mm-hmm. and then he introduced this sort of, uh, you know, like has he been orchestrating the whole thing? Yeah, Dustin's theory is that Vecna is the Mind Flayer's five-star general. Right. He, his whole purpose is to murder people to create more gates. Right. Um, so so the far, the Mind Flayer has one. not been. The Mind Flayer has certainly not shown up. Right, right, so far yet, so I'm not sure. I'm not sure what to think. I do want to. I do want to reiterate that we are both really enjoying this. Oh yeah, yeah. So, no, now and you know that's part of the. You know, I think the more you enjoy something, the more uh, you know. Like it's like like being a like a sports fan, right? Like I can tell you every single thing that's that I think is 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 wrong with the Warriors team, even though I'm you know I'm all in. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. so. There, there, and what it is, it's the concern that the thing that we're really enjoying may, you may end with like, ah, <laughs> I want to mm-hmm. just, because ah, like any, anytime a show ends, it's, it's a challenge. It is a challenge to satisfy the majority of fans, right? I mean, and we can point to several series that we could look at and go, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. That ending didn't go well, or you know, maybe after several rewatches, you know, not every everything ends the way you want it to. And yet, yeah. the numbers are looking really good for Netflix, right? Well, this, sure. This looks to be quite a success, which makes you wonder. It's like if they're chasing money, and this is their biggest franchise, how do you resist the temptation to do the spinoff? Right. Not not really worried at this point, but I do wonder, like, yeah. what else did, what does Netflix actually have? Yeah, the Queen's Gambit 2. <laughs> Queen's Gambit. This time, it's personal. <laughs> this time, it's Connect Four. I, uh, I'm all, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough, and I, we will probably as we go through the um, uh, each episode, but uh, I, I can't get enough Max. Put Max on screen all day long. This time it's Connect Four is pretty good. I, I didn't. I just want to want to name it. I want to name it. <laughs>